Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to another episode of The First Team. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Ryan Roberts. We're taking a quick pause on doing our summer scouting series, although it's basically not going to be summer scouting by the time that we're done because we've got a by few more positions. By the time Joe's done. By the time Joe's done. All right, all right. <laughs> I take a couple weekends here and there because uh, the season's going to hit us like a, a you know a fullback coming through the, coming through the A-gap, Ryan, and I, I just want a, a little bit of a break here. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, we, we want to talk about the Feldman's freak list that was released in its relation to the NFL draft. Uh, and then we're going to get back to summer scouting and we're going to wrap up. I think we've got we've got safety, we've got wide receiver, and we've got quarterback, and then we're done. And yeah. then we're done. Um, but the Feldman's freak list, for those that are unfamiliar with it, the Athletic publishes, Bruce Feldman uh, publishes a list of guys that put up some pretty crazy athletic testing numbers and that are going to be not only freaks at the college level, but it's good for taking that look forward to the NFL, how these guys project in, project in the NFL draft. And I, th- I always find really interesting, Ryan, with this list. And for those that aren't subscribed to The Athletic or are, go check it out. I always find it really interesting that a lot of times for the general public and maybe even for NFL draft enthusiasts, we might not be informed on all these guys, but it's a really good way of getting associated with guys who will pop up onto the scene during the combine process, during the pro day process, and be significant risers, maybe even starting as early as the senior bowl. If you write, write down some of these names, I'd be willing to bet that at least a couple of them that we're going to talk about today could end up being high first round picks, even though they're not in the conversation for it right now. That's what it always is for me, because I think that people hyper focus on some of these numbers and they kind of get these biases in their mind of like this guy's super fast, even if you don't see it on film. But for me, this is a discovery period. I remember there was yeah. I think it was after his freshman year because Thor Griffith, who we're going to talk about today from Harvard, he was on the list a couple years ago. That was my first time knowing about Thor Griffith. I'm like, who the heck is that kid? He's like 6'2", 300 pounds and puts up some stupid athletic testing numbers out of Harvard, right? So I think every single year – I mean, there was a there was a senior on this list, Joe, that we're not going to talk about that I saw Jim Nagy tweet something about I think a few weeks mm. ago out of like Platteville or something like that. His name's like Justin Blazik or something like that, a defensive end. But he was on this list as well. So I think it's really cool from the NFL draft space. One – you get some more background of some of the top prospects in the class, which is cool. But you also get to find some kids that you don't know at this point, right? Maybe some yeah. young cats, maybe some guys that are D2 football players. Because the one great thing that Bruce Feldman does, and I give him all the credit, because this is always one of my most anticipated pieces of the summer. It's also really cool because it's always just like a week or two away from the college football season. So you kind of have like that last, in, you know, that last kind of hurdle to get over until football season officially starts, but it's really a great piece because it's not just power five schools, right? It's not just group of five schools. There's FCS players, there's division two players, there's even division three player occasionally. I mean, Bruce does a lot of research, talks to a lot of strength coaches, a lot of head coaches, a lot of coaching staffs in general, a lot of research goes into this type of, uh, this type of piece. So it's really fun, really fun piece. I would definitely, 
I do not have many subscriptions to many places, but mm-hmm. I do have a subscription to The Athletic because The Athletic is always great information. Make sure you check out Bet Online for all of your sports betting needs. For anything that I do betting related, I go on over to betonline.ag and I use promo code BELIEVE50. BetOnline has all of the latest updated odds for the NFL and college football seasons. Anything you need, whether it's futures, live in-game betting, no matter what, your football betting needs are met at BetOnline. And again, make sure you use that promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Yeah, definitely go check out that article if you haven't. We're only going to talk about the most notable 2024 guys, guys that we've talked about on this pod. And the first one being uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio State that was the highest ranked amongst these 2024 guys. I thought that one thing that really piques my interest with him is we know that he's a really good receiver. And you see just a really technically refined player on film, and I think it it like goes unnoticed in a way how athletic he really is, and we we get full perspective here that that possibility of him running a sub four second short shuttle, which is just bonkers, and then him being able to do uh, twenty reps on the bench at two twenty five. I mean, like this is this is like some DK Metcalf type crap with the way that he can um, you know put up some crazy testing. For his size, except the only difference is he can turn. He can actually turn, unlike yeah. DK Metcalf, who uh, who had some troubles with that. He is a very interesting player because they, they mentioned like the the mile per hour they got up to this offseason. And I know they use like the catapult technology to, to measure that, obviously, but 23 and a half miles per hour. I don't quite because we haven't done wide receivers this summer, Joe, but like I don't quite see that level of speed. I think he's fast, but I don't think he's like Four three four two fast. Like I, I don't necessarily see that. Yeah. But what I do see on film, he is really good changing direction for a guy that is six three and a half, six foot four. I mean that short shuttle, it's bonkers, man. Three nine four. Like that's it's like a nickel cornerback time. You know, like the really small change of direction, dude. So I mean, he can change direction incredibly well. They asked him for the piece, what result he was most proud of, and he mentioned the five ten five as one and that's the short show for people that don't know he mentioned that as one of the results and I think that that really is a testament to his game you know like he's such a nuanced and polished route runner and ability to get in and out of breaks so cleanly and I think that really translates I was actually kind of surprised I mean not surprised because I, I know he's a worker and you've heard all those things but mm. he reps a two and a quarter for a guy that's 208 pounds Joe like that's that's good man that's, that's a really, lot that's, that's a lot. nuts that's a lot of reps, man. Like, there's some offensive tackles that come to the combine every single year that do 20 or less reps, like every single year. And obviously, arm length is a conversation. Yeah. That's going through it, but yeah. Marvin Harrison also has long arms. So, like, I mean, yeah, that's a crazy number, which tells me he's in the weight room constantly. 20 reps at two and a quarter, bench press is 380 pounds overall. And a really underrated number. He has a 10 foot eight broad jump as well. So he's going to be mm. upwards of high tens, maybe 11 inches, uh, 11 feet, excuse me, in the broad jump. That's a really explosive number. So, yeah, man, these numbers, like overall, really impressive for a guy at Marvin Harrison at six foot four and two, th- 208 pounds listed. I, look, I'm going to go as far as say this and then we'll get, get on to the next guy. I, I think that if he tests as well as this article is suggesting and is 
tape is as good as it's been over the first couple of years of his career. I, I don't see why he can't be in the conversation for at least the top two picks. Like it's it's possible. He might go ahead of Drake May. Like it's or Joe Alt or Olufashanu. Like I we very rarely get instances where a receiver is good enough to justify it. But I, I yeah. when is the last time we've had a guy that athletically is this gifted, but most importantly has production like elite level right. production it just doesn't even calvin johnson who went as high as he did wasn't that productive in college because he was playing at georgia tech well calvin johnson also played with reggie ball at quarterback so like you know right right <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just messing honestly. right but I, I think that he we always talk about checking boxes joe right and i, I think that checking boxes is a really cliche thing to say in scouting terms but it matters right i mean mm. to your point production size, athletic testing, and he's the son of a NFL Hall of Fame wide receiver. I mean, uh, what are we missing here? And and yeah. the biggest thing, too, is that from a work ethic off the field perspective, you hear nothing but praise for a guy, Marvin Harrison Jr., right? So, yeah, I think he he's one of those kids that, very cliche, but he just checks every box. Like, what are you missing here, right? I mean, we saw the Georgia game, right? If he doesn't go out, probably win that football game i mean that's just kind of where we are with that and he's playing against some future nfl defensive backs everywhere in that secondary and they couldn't stop him i mean he's basically unguardable when he's locked in and he's good you know and he's good and he's locked in pretty consistently so yeah man he's he's a really good player uh, and one of those guys along with brock bowers caleb williams and a couple other guys where it's just like guys Let's not overthink this one. Like he's just he's just a really good player. He's just a really good prospect at this point. So the the first guy that I was a little th- the rest of these I understand. I got to admit I was a little surprised by Kingsley Soamatea at number three. Yeah, man. Uh, the Let's go. quote that you Let's threw in here doesn't have any testing numbers to suggest anything. Yeah. But wow, well. look, I'm gonna. This is my first hater take. I, I don't know if I saw that allegedly he's a better athlete than Garrett Bowles and Blake, Blake Freeland. I don't know if I really saw that on tape, but like, oh, sure. I'll let you provide a little more context, but I that that one really, really threw me off. A direct quote from Aaron Roderick, who is the offensive coordinator for BYU, Joe, said Kingsley Sumatea is the most athletic and violent offensive lineman I've ever coached. More athletic than Garrett Bowles, starting offensive tackle in the NFL now, former first round over first round pick. When I was at Utah and more athletic than Blake Freeland's. Yes, it does not say testing numbers, but Blake Freeland just ran sub five and had a 37-inch vertical, the highest vertical that an offensive lineman has ever had at an NFL scouting combine, a higher vertical than what Tristan Wirfs did a couple years ago when he did 36 and a half. So we are dealing with a freak of an athlete, better athletes than both those guys. I mean... I know I'm a little higher on him than than you, Joe, which is why I had to include him in here. But former mm-hmm. five-star, went to Oregon, really talented player. I th- he's moving to left tackle as a junior in 2023. I think he's going to blow it up, man. I think he's going to blow it up. And those athletic testing numbers are pretty bonkers, man. I mean, at 318, 320 pounds as well, it's it's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. Because Garrett Bowles was a stupid athlete too. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's now. a it's a really high ceiling for him to test better than Blake Freeland. And I, I again, I'm not so sure if those if all of those numbers are going to hit. But still, it's are, it's are you calling are you to, calling coach 
Are you calling Coach Roderick a liar? Is that what you're no, doing? No, I'm not. I'm not. But I think he's just so such a big athlete that it's easy to to make that statement. And not, as long as his numbers are like good, it's a supported statement. Uh, the next on our list, and I was really excited that this guy was high up here, is Thor Griffith from Harvard. Yeah. Uh, he is somebody that we scouted for our PM. He is somebody who I have a draftable grade on. I think that the more people you talk to that are really in the weeds, they are slowly discovering and finding out more and more about uh, Thor Griffith. And the guy has got great short area quickness, and the power is super tangible on film. He's not a big dude. Like, he's not like a 6'6 hulking mass. Like, he's probably maybe he's listed at 6'2, but he's probably maybe 6'1 and change. He's listed at 320 pounds, but he is just stout, stout as hell. And I was intrigued by the fact that he's he's thrown on here. And I'm I the 45 times on the bench is what is is a uh, alleged. I can totally see that on film. So he it, it's this is a really fascinating player. And I mean, you could literally see the 45 reps, Joe, because he put out a video of him literally doing 45 reps at two and a quarter, man. This kid is so for some background on him, we had him on the podcast before, a good friend of the show, Thor Griffith. He's a New Hampshire guy, and he was under-recruited because name me all the great football players that come out of the state of New Hampshire. Right. Right, like name me him. Henry Anacopoulos. I have no idea who that is. He's one. So he's my teammate. Good. He's now on the coaching staff of Rhode Island. Shout out, shout oh, out to Yanni. But continue. <laughs> oh, there you go. Continue. So it comes out of New Hampshire. Was an all-state wrestler. Was a fantastic player. So Harvard got a steal with Thor Griffith, and he came in the COVID year. And from that step, I think it was like 260 pounds when he first came on campus, and he's just steadily put on weight. I mean, Feldman put that he had put on 10 more pounds this offseason. How he did that, Joe? Six to eight thousand calories a day, sir, Nuts. which is it's a lot of calories, man. But he's not just a hulking mass. Forty-five times on the bench, like like you said already. He's also a sub-five in the forty-yard dash now. Four nine five. Ten-yard split is one six five, and he had a four-five-seven pro shuttle time, which they said to put into perspective. Jalen Redmond, who came out of Oklahoma last year, was thirty pounds lighter almost. And clocked the fastest time a defensive tackle was at four five one compared to the four five seven that Griffith has run this offseason. So this kid is explosive. He's strong. Get your eyes on Thor Griffith because he's going to be a fourth year player this year for Harvard. I don't know if he's necessarily going to declare for the twenty twenty four NFL draft because he got the COVID year, and I mean he would have still eligibility. Regard actually, no, he got the COVID year, so he'll still have an extra year of eligibility going mm-hmm. into twenty twenty five. For the 2025 NFL draft, I should say, going into the 2024 season. I wouldn't be surprised, Joe, if every school out there, because he's going to have a degree from from Harvard pretty soon here, if there's a lot of schools that are like, hey, man, you want to enter the portal? We can, uh, you can come over you don't here. Think he does, you don't think he doesn't declare? He, could, he could declare. He could declare. Or he could be a guy that just goes back to school. Or he could be a guy that is potentially poached by a bigger school. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of realities that could happen for a guy like a Thor Griffith, but regardless, man, at 6'1", 6'2", 320 pounds, sub five in the 40 and 45 reps at two and a quarter, this kid is stupid explosive for his size. The next player, Cooper DeGene from Iowa. I wasn't super high on him in my corner rankings, but I, I, I got to admit for a bigger corner, I did see, uh, you know, the speed that is being put out there that he, 
I don't know if he breaks the four three range, but I absolutely see a guy that is going to run in that four three four four range at the very least. Like he's great, great linear athlete. Maybe not the best at change of direction, but that close down speed is is going to be one of the one of the best numbers amongst any of these cornerbacks in the in the twenty twenty four NFL draft. This was a fun one because Jordan Lewallen, who had trained him, is actually a guy that I know I've talked to in the past. We follow each other on Twi- on X. Are you calling it X yet or are you still calling it Twitter? I still call it Twitter and, and I'll give it like another year. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, it has to have some longevity, I guess. So these numbers, Joe, though, are insane if true. I mean, if he runs, even if he runs in the four threes, like forget about breaking four three, like Lewallen said in this piece. If he runs 4-3 something at 210 pounds, that's stupid, man. Like, that's dumb. There's not many guys that can do that. I mean, that is ri- – and there is some – there are some track and field numbers to back it up. I mean, he was a 23-7 long jumper. So, he, he's got explosiveness to him. Great quote said his acceleration is – this was Llewellyn talking about the gene. He said his acceleration is incredibly fluid and super powerful. He's the best athlete I've seen in person – pound for pound. And that is Llewellyn, who I believe played I believe he played football at Georgia Tech, if I remember correctly. Oh, wow. So he's been in the ACC. He's yeah. played with some good football players, obviously, and he trains a lot of great athletes. So with that in, in mind, there was expectation that Cooper DeGene is going to test incredibly well, which we should see. Dante Corleone is another player that you were really high yeah. on, and I was I was a little iffy on, but the the power is something that was was noticeably tangible in film. I'm excited by the fact that he's being considered to to have the best short shuttle time. Who uh, it was compared to Keanu Benton, who we were really high on last year, who ran a four six five, and Corleone from Cincinnati. If he can move as quick as he's being talked up, like that's some really really good. Uh, Really good feet, and then just in general, man, the power that was referenced here, 485 pounds on the bench, 605 on the squat, 700 on the deadlift. That is a strong, strong-ass dude um, that is going to be a, a hard mass to move in the middle of the Big 12 this year. I mean, there should be no surprise about these about these weight room numbers. I mean, the kid is incredibly strong. He can throw around some weight, so I'm not shocked. The shocking number is that he clocked over 18 miles per hour on the GPS this offseason, and the 468 pro shuttle for a guy mm. that is as big as him, as dense as he is, that's moving, man. So, I, yeah, I mean, we'll see what Dante's numbers are overall from a production perspective because he's had pretty good production last year. I think he had like 40 something tackles, six and a half tackles for loss, three sacks for a nose. It's pretty good numbers, but. If he's able to test like this and put up these type of numbers and be a more productive player, I think we're talking about one of the top defensive tackles in 2024 class when it's all said and done, if he chooses to declare. Those numbers are even more impressive because the kid's only going to be a redshirt sophomore, right? Like He's going to be entering his third year in college. It's not like we're talking about a guy that's a fourth or fifth year senior at this point. Corleone's got some really impressive strength, though, which was highlighted a lot in this piece. Jared Verse, I feel like, is one of those guys that we already kind of knew that he was going to be a crazy yeah. athlete. There's not really any numbers on here except for his his strength numbers, squatting 555, benching 455. I, I'd love to know more about like what his 40 time is, what his short shuttle is, because he's crazy explosive. Like He is a guy that just bursts in and out of cuts, bursts off the line of scrimmage, uh, plus the intensity, which is what makes him just freakishly impossible to block. But at 260... 
man, the guy is just built perfectly to be a dominant edge rusher. And like, I still stand by it. I, I, I keep seeing some people that don't really think that that verse is the clear cut number one edge in the class. And then he might not be a top 10 pick, but I don't know. You can see the numbers and see the film and not see a top 10 pick. Yeah. It's, I think it's, he's another one of those players. I think we're, some people are just going to overthink a little bit. I mean, he ran 21.14 mile per hour in a game, not in a practice in a game at 260 pounds. I mean, this kid, and again, you could see that on film. Like you can go back to the Albany days and remember when he nearly hawked down Sean Tucker from the backside of a play. This kid's stupid fast, man, stupid, fast, strong. He's gotten his, I mean, he came in, I believe to Albany at 210 pounds, 215 pounds. And now he's hulking 260 pounds. And if you've seen his frame, like he is a densely put together dude. So yeah, no surprise to Jared versus on this list, man. Mm. He's a really good football player and clearly he works his butt off. Uh, I want to hit on two more guys before we end up coming up on time here, before we wrap uh, Johnny oh, Wilson. Yeah, no, we're yeah. not going to get to all of them. Uh, John, Johnny, cause there's already so many that we've gotten to Johnny Wilson um, six foot seven, 240 pound receiver. He sounds like a tight end, but you watch him on film. This guy is a receiver. It is quite literally fits that description of a guy that looks like a power forward playing that receiver position. But we're talking about here, the fact that he might jump over 35 and a half in the vert 10 foot in the broad, which is that's crazy springy. Yeah. And I, I, I admittedly haven't done like a full eval on him cause we haven't gotten to receivers. If he can jump like that at that height, he's going to be a stupid jump ball threat, not only this year, but in the NFL when he gets there. The craziest number that we see, because 6'7", 239 is wild. Supposedly he has 36-inch arms, Joe. Let, let me ask you. That's insane. How many wide receivers, how many wide receivers in NFL history have 36-inch arms? Probably zero. Zero. The highest ever is Dallas Baker, who came out of Florida in 2007, at least in the last – 25 years he had 35 and 7 8 inch arms so if he legitimately has 36 inch arms that's the longest arms that we will ever see from a wide receiver at least in our lifetime so that's wild the numbers like i'm just i, I find it hard to believe some of them man like 35 and a half i could believe 10 5 broad i could believe i think he's decently explosive but 21 2 3 at max acceleration that's flying, man, for a 240-pound wide receiver. And he's got an A-10 reach, for, which for like people that don't know what that means, that means basically you stand still, you put your arm up, yes. and he can touch 8-foot-10. Like that's nuts, man. That's absolutely nuts. So we're talking about a skyscraper playing football right now. So he's going to be an interesting eval because I admittedly have watched him, and there were some things I liked. It's a lot that I didn't. I mean, if we're being honest, like, I don't know. He's just, he's going to be a volatile draft prospect, I think, this year. Last one, somebody who's definitely not going to be volatile, Brock Bowers, that I want to get to here. You sometimes just assume if you just see him standing up, not doing anything, this guy can't be that good yeah. of an athlete. Maybe he's just benefiting from being in a good system. No, he is going to be the best athlete amongst the tight ends in the 2024 NFL draft, which is pretty telling for where he's going to fit into the puzzle here. I've said, and I've gone as far as to say that he's my number one ranked prospect right now. But at six foot four, two hundred and forty pounds, there is a possibility this guy jumps a ten uh, two in the broad. He has a thirty six inch vertical, and then somewhere in the four fives. I I I saw faster on tape. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't kind of crack that four five number. But still, that four five for a two hundred and forty pounder is phenomenal. You know why I included this one, Joe, outside of it just being Brock Bowers? It's the fact that 10-2, 36-inch verts, 
and a four five something forty. Mm. I actually thought that those were kind of pedestrian for Brock Bowers. Like I really? looked at him and I'm like, I think he could do better than all of that, <laughs> right? Like on film, I don't know. Like I watched the, I looked at these numbers and I'm like, I actually thought they would be a little bit better. And yeah. not to say like those numbers are still awesome. Like I'm not here saying like those aren't good numbers. Like those are great numbers, but just a this is more of a compliment to Brock Bowers on film is that I looked at those numbers and I'm like, I think Brock could outdo all those numbers. Like he, he's a four, four something athlete. In my opinion, I would be shocked if he didn't have like a 38 inch vert, a 10, five broad, like he's going to put up some stupid numbers. So I actually think that this could end up underselling him as far as these numbers that are put out there. I think he's going to do even better than what we see on the Feldman's freak list. Well, folks, make sure you write those names down and you don't miss out on their performances this year and also eventually their performances at the NFL Combine at Joe DeLeon at Rise and Draft. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back with more. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.